Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Jocelyn. How's it going? Welcome back, by the way, I should say. <laughs> Good, thank you. I, I had like completely forgot, like the summer is absolutely flying by. I'd forgotten I wasn't on last week. I was like, welcome back. What do you mean? Welcome. Oh, right. You know, it's just, uh, I don't know what's happened these last few weeks, but I have um, just inundated myself with podcast work and uh so that like so the first episode uh then the first episode of the the last of us part two spoiler cast went on the feed just a couple days ago um what was supposed to be which was the yeah that was the original plan for me not being here last week was that you guys would record your last of us two episode and that would be it but then you just went on forever in a good way (laughs) well i mean i hope it was a good way (laughs) I, I feel, look, here's the thing. I was worried after we finished recording, I was worried like, oh man, that's the longest recording I think I've ever done, which was too close to like, we talked for three hours, but we recorded for maybe like two, two hours and 30 minutes. And I thought to myself like, oh man, like I hope, I hope we didn't like falter near the end or, but I th- I feel like it was a really good conversation and it was totally my fault. It's not John's fault. It's not... <laughs> the game's fault it's my fault because what i did was uh is i split the i split the notes into three parts the three parts of the game that that makes sense narratively yep. which i will not spoil and then in those three parts i kind of listed like all the all the kind of points that we could touch on in terms of um and not much like six or seven points you wouldn't think it'd be that bad but then you get into <laughs> the conversation and you realize like oh we're still on part one and it's been an hour well, the is thing is, well. if you've got three parts with six or seven points each, that means that you've got somewhere in the range of 18 to 20 points that you have to cover. And even if you spend only three minutes, which let's be honest, uh, you're not going to spend just three minutes on each point. That's your hour right there. So, you know, as soon as you start talking about something for five to 10 minutes and you've got, you know, 20 points to cover, all of a sudden you're at three hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm, I, and I shouldn't, I, I, but like the thing is, we had a, we had a really good conversation. It was great to get it out. So, well, and John's uh, great to talk to you as well. Yeah. He's a very good podcaster. We had, a I'm lot jealous of fun. that you guys got to record. Yeah, well, we had a lot of fun, and we we got to talk about all the points of the game. So we didn't we we I'm sure we glossed over some points still, and and it won't probably make. Well, it. yeah, because you're still condensing a yeah. what thirty something hour game into into one to three hours of conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, first part's up. I've done a little bit more editing to it to kind of give it a more special feel with some Last of Us music and some intros outros that sort of thing fancy i know i felt and you know what it reminded me of the fact that we have a special little uh uh, tier not a tier what is it a a goal on our patreon to do something very similar called inside the game and longtime listeners might remember we did one for uh quantum Quantum break break. (laughs) yeah and if we hit that goal, I mean, we might we could do stuff like this once a month and it'd be like this cool fanfare with some music. And I don't know. It was a lot of fun to do. And I'm having a, a lot of fun editing it. But I'm kind of driving myself mad as I'm like listening to to our clips and audios and stuff. So I've been doing some more editing and, and uh, audio engineering, I suppose. But uh, 
yeah, ho- hopefully people dig it, and uh, hopefully people who who don't want to hear any more about The Last of Us Part 2 will be like, great, it's done. He's got his three hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's the good thing about it, because it's a spoiler cast, it's going to be additional content on yeah. top of our weekly episodes, which you decided after recording with John, because it was so big and so great. So it's its own standalone thing, so we are still going to be doing all of our shows on our regular weekly dates, guys, so don't you worry. And like Ryan said, you can go to patreon.com slash the gamers in if you like the content. Uh, thank you very much to our August patron that we don't actually have yet because I totally had a name, but apparently that was for July and now it's August because what the hell happened to the summer? So uh, if you do want to support the show, if you like what we do, if you want to see more spoiler content, go to patreon.com slash the gamers in. Uh, so this week we played, uh, both of us actually played Destroy All Humans, which is something I was really looking forward to just because like the theme of it, I thought it would be really, really fun. And like, I mean, I love a good destruction and carnage game as much as the next person, but I've got to say, I this one didn't grab me as much as I thought thought it was going to I was a little bit disappointed and I think so there's I think it was the way that it started there's this really really weird disclaimer right at the very beginning of the game that says basically like in a nutshell this is a remake of a 15 year old game we decided to use all of the same dialogue and whatever and not make any changes. So, and like, it's, it's worded in a really weird way. I wish I'd written it down, honestly, because like, it's the weirdest introduction to a game I've ever seen. Like in all of the remasterings and remakes that we've played in the, because it's been a big thing going mm-hmm. down the nostalgia road for the last couple of years. Like lots of games have gotten this like remastered treatment. And none of them have felt the need to tell me right off the get-go, by the way, you're playing a 15-year-old game, like, almost like, don't judge us. Like, maybe our jokes haven't aged well. I'm like, what? (laughs) Did you notice that? Or did I just, like, read way too much into that? Because I felt like it kind of put this, like, it, like, put me on edge a little bit right at the very beginning. I'm like, why do you feel you have to warn me? Like, what have you done? (laughs) <laughs> I did feel uh I d- I do remember that message and it was one of those was things it weird? It was weird cuz I think it it tried to off-putting. put a joke. Putting. It was off putting what it was. But near the end of the of the warning they also slipped in a very destroy all humans joke and and I I think the core issue with with the game from that perspective and in like saying hey this is from 2005 is that this game was very much uh parodying the 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 gtas that were just starting the gta clones that were very present after gta 3 came out in in early 2000s and then this one came out in 2005 and it's very much one of those even in dialogue like you feel it in and but then it's it's compounded in the fact that like there's a lot of uh you know, American politics going on. And maybe that's why the message was there. Maybe. Like, you get a little further and there's a lot of, like, oh, commies and, you know, uh, very 50s type stuff. But then there's a lot of, like, oh, we're the government and the people are the sheeple and all that stuff. So I'm wondering if maybe they were concerned that some of the jokes from 2005, which were very much 
you know, uh, written as, as, as parody and, you know, punching up sort of how people, how they felt about politics and then you get to 2020 which is very along the lines of like green day's american idiot right like it's very much the same kind of messaging which like seemed to be quite edgy back in the early 2000s but nowadays like even if it still applies it's kind of it feels like oh man do you really gotta kick a guy when he's down (laughs) sort of deal like maybe that's what they were going for i don't know but because i i to be completely honest like i didn't get far enough to kind of see anything that was um like that i would necessarily consider off color and i and i liked the kind of like ridiculous like achievements or not achievements but like um like the the side goals or whatever like the optional things like Mm -hmm. right at the very beginning you're basically like ah we need to invade and steal our dna back from the humans bah kill them all and like you get so you land on a farm and you um there's one optional as soon as you get to kind of like explore a little bit more freely it's like one of your mission goals is like kill the farmer's wife with a chicken <laughs> like yeah. it, it's very ridiculous which i kind of loved but i just had in the back of my head this whole time like what what are they doing like why and then there were some other things like once i got to like the fair and stuff that i was kind of like oh well okay that's super like stereotypical or whatever but again like Mm-hmm. it's a comedy game that's meant to be poking fun at stuff. So I was just like, why like, is anyone taking a game where you play an alien invading, attempting to destroy the human race? Is anyone taking that seriously? <laughs> like, People, Is this where we are now? <laughs> I think that's the concern is maybe they may, here's the thing. The message could be very much one of those jokes within the game of like, hey, you know, ah, this game's from 2005 and some of the stuff here may not fly these days, but they're really, you don't come across much that is like really, um, really, really crass. It's it's very much fits within the comedy of, of the game and what they're trying to go for. Well, but- and if they thought anything that they said was really problematic, then like, why wouldn't you change it? So either like you don't need the disclaimer and people just need to chill or... You've said something really offensive that maybe was okay or well, not okay, but more acceptable or whatever you want to call it way back then. Because there's a lot of stuff like if you watch TV, if you watch movies, like there's a lot of stuff from like the 90s and early 2000s that like would never make it into like pop culture today because it's just not the way that we treat people anymore. And it's like that's that's a good thing. But at the same time, like, we don't go back and edit absolutely every single thing. And we don't like, I don't know. I just I'm in I'm in such a weird place with this game because it just mm-hmm. they put me like on the back foot to start with. But um, in terms of the actual the other reason why it didn't kind of like grab me and pull me in. And I, and I think I should say like this is a remake, everything else. I didn't play the original, so I don't have any like background or like love or nostalgia for this game but i don't know did you play on a controller or were you mouse and keyboard or what how are you controlling the game i played with a controller okay so did i yeah because i found it really really difficult to 
control just in general. Like I, I started off on a controller and then I got to the point of doing the, um, the fair mission mm-hmm. and I was trying and it wasn't really working on the controller. So then I tried with the mouse and keyboard and that was like worse. And <sighs> yeah, I don't even know if it I was, was a PC game like did it come out on PC. I, I originally I have no idea, but well, I, uh, yeah, I bought it and played it on Steam. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I, I think man, that, it was janky. <laughs> well, the control, and I think this also goes back to the fact that this is a uh, to me it it really. So I played it when it first came out. I remember renting it and, and playing it with uh, with my brothers on Xbox, and it controls like a game from 2005. I think they did some work to the controls. Uh, there was some of that talk in Mm. some of the marketing and that they did, they did, uh, revamp the controls a little bit, but it still feels like not, not, not some of the core powers, but, um, some of the ancillary powers that you have in terms of, um, cloning and, or not cloning, but, uh, getting a decoy of an, of an enemy yes. or, or basically anything to do with Which enemies, the- non-lethal, right? Like that felt yeah. cumbersome to me, but it was always from the side of this is a remaster of a 2005 game and would be a core issue if this was a 2020 version. If it was version. brand new. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm able, I'm able to kind of look past that, but I think it is more because I remember playing the game back in 2005. It's that it's not even nostalgia. It's just like, I re- I remember playing it and I'm I was okay with it then and and it's it's okay now like it being not a $80 game this being like a $30 remaster of a 15-year-old game but um the controls were cumbersome but I I kind of stuck that up with the fact that it was like okay they're they can only do so much right um but where it really did come in, where I've been struggling with the controls is not with the missions. The missions have been mostly fine, uh, but it's been the challenges. So as you move through the game, you're presented with these missions that open new areas. But then once you finish that mission, you can actually go back to that area and explore it and do these little sub challenges. And that's where the controls have gotten in my mm. way, specifically with the telekinesis stuff. Is you there's like an abduction challenge where you have to there's this like abduction ray going through town you have to follow it and then you're given specific instructions to uh one was grab as many human objects as you can find you get bonus dna for cars so moving around trying to grab all i'm like quickly trying to grab all these like beach chairs and beach balls and look out for cars when they're driving by and it was just it it got cumbersome right like and i feel like yeah "Ah, it's just and it's probably just the targeting of of a of an old game right uh, well, and that's that was kind of how I felt like the um, the targeting in general. And I found for me, and maybe it's just me as a gamer in general, I struggle with controlling vehicles. But like anytime I had to do anything with the spaceship, I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> the spaceship I feels like it should like, be faster. Honestly, that's my that's my biggest issue with the spaceship. Yeah. And I didn't even necessarily mind that it was kind of like floaty. I thought that was a little bit cool, but mm. um, it just it felt like I would like aim at something and I'd start shooting. And then the thing that I was shooting, like the beam didn't go where I thought it was going to go. And then, you know, I thought I killed that tank and then. 
you know, I turn around and shoot something else and come back and that tank is still there. And I'm like, I thought you died. <laughs> like, and then when I had to start doing, um, like picking up the objects with the spaceship, that was when it really fell apart for me because it was like, destroy the fair by like picking up tents and throwing them. And I was like, okay. And then I would push the button and it wasn't letting me pick anything up. So I ended up just like lasering the whole thing. And I was like, yeah. I know that this is like, the tutorial part that's trying to teach me how to do this, but like it's not working. Well, <laughs> like, just... what is what am I doing wrong? What's wrong here? <laughs> yeah, that never. F so here's and this is the thing. Like back in the day, it 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 was cool. You could pick stuff up and throw it at things. Um, but this is this is the thing. We've done telekinesis in video games. Uh, one great example is Control that just came out last year. Yeah, it feels phenomenal when you pick something up and chuck it across a room and it smashes into someone and when you when you connect like with the controller like i'm throwing this thing at that person and in my mind it's going to connect and if i miss it's my fault not the game's fault but in destroy all humans again it's a remaster of a 2005 game when you pick something up via telekinesis and you move your cursor over something and you're like okay this explosive barrel is going to hit those three majestic agents and it doesn't and that feels yeah. bad and it's like oh that's the game not me i have to like lead it or jump up and aim down and which yeah. yeah maybe like it's just that i wasn't using the controls correctly or i hadn't figured out all of the the ins and outs of things but i mean it felt it felt really good at first like when i was when i was on the ground playing my little alien dude then it felt really good because it was like picking things up and they were going where they were supposed to but as soon as I got into the ship, it was like nothing was just quite working properly. And maybe that was just me not understanding the ship controls or something. But I don't know. I just. I was really excited about this game. Because I hadn't played it in 2005 and everyone who had played it in 2005 seemed super stoked. And then I got in there and I was like, oh, yeah, no, you can really feel like visually and again i didn't play the 2005 one but i feel like the visuals looked quite smooth like mm -hmm. i i wouldn't have been surprised if like this is what it just looked like like that like it looked like a 2020 game and i was really happy with like the visuals of everything except for the oh my god the loading screen that alien face man <laughs> i was like i don't want to look at this yeah the concept <laughs> art it's pretty scree scree creepy. It's pretty creepy. creepy? Yeah. I was going to say screamy, but then. <laughs> yeah. And, and also creepy. Yeah. You write creepy. that down. It's creepy. Super creepy. It's super yeah. creepy. Um, <laughs> I, I think. And then this, this is what I, I agree with you. I think when you look at the visuals, they they took um, Crypto, which is the main character, and, and they really they really brought him into 2020. I think they did a phenomenal mm -hmm. job of upgrading. And I remember what this game looked like in 2005. And I think. It's always great when you play a remaster and you think this is what it could have looked like. I know it didn't look like this, but this is very much one of those times where if I was walking past the screen, I'd be like, oh, that's that game from 15 years ago. It looks great. Um, where the visuals do fall apart is that, and it's no fault of the game. It's because it's, it's built on 15 year old bones are the human faces is you very oh, much yeah. do see that 2005 ness shining through, but the aliens, yeah. They look great, and the UFO looks great, and all the effects look great. You shoot your lightning out, your lightning gun, and it arcs to three or four bad guys. It looks 
phenomenal and is so that was satisfying. definitely my favorite thing to do yeah and <laughs> man it is the game like this is the beauty of a 2005 open world game is it's just so much simple i don't have to collect feather there's one collectible in this game not 16 you know yeah and there's only 50 of them jocelyn in each or 25 of them in each area it's uh it's heaven because it's achievable and the missions are bite-sized well and you don't feel like you're falling over them because that's mm-hmm. one thing that i've noticed in a lot of stuff that i've played more recently is like they'll i feel like at first it kind of started with like there were like journals and then those like journals turned into audio recordings yeah. and then there were audio recordings and also like memorabilia and then it was like audio recordings, memorabilia and stuff from your childhood. And then it was like, you know, it's just there was like all of these things, even in like Paper Mario, it was like there were there were enemies to collect. There were like um, the actual collectible, findable trophy things that you had to get. There were the toads that you had to find. And there was like literally a gajillion toads in every single area of paper mario like they were they were everywhere to the point that you were like tripping over them and some of them were very well hidden there was probably like two or three per area that i was like wow i know like one of them was like a rose folded up in a in a vase and it just had this one little petal tip that was white and it was like oh my god hang on whack oh that's a toad like there were some that were really well hidden but then other it was just like i'm just hitting every single tree and i'm and i'm hitting every single grass patch and i'm being rewarded with one of these little toads like this isn't um like fun and challenging anymore it's like they just wanted to say most toad collectibles in a nintendo mario paper video game ever like you know yeah. It's ridiculous. So, I mean, as much as I love collectibles and I am very much a completionist, like they've gone a little overboard in general. So you're right. Like having a game going back that far where it's just like, no, we, we have one thing They're You know, they're hidden. Well, they're interesting, but there's like, there's one thing you got to look for. That's it. And then you're done. <laughs> like mm-hmm. there's definitely something to be said for that. Yeah. And I, I really like, uh, the one thing I loved from the first from the first time I played it was um, back in 2005 was the voice of the alien. It was very much like a Jack Nicholson impersonation. And I I love it now as well. I think it's a I think it's a great sort of alien take. Uh, and, and even even the boss alien, which is a typical sort of, uh, you know, boss alien type thing from the 50s like it very much feels like this is well it's based off of those 50s serials right and they do such a great job for the most part um with the vo like it it sounds like it could have been something recorded today although like i said some of the some of these secondary characters and and you know the side characters you do you do hear that oh 2005-ness a little bit but the main characters sound good and, and i don't know how you felt being brand new to the game like what did you think of the uh the main character's Jack Nicholson-ness. Did that, did that land for you? Not really. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, li- I liked but it, like, but it's it, not for everyone, I guess. I, I didn't like... Well, it wasn't... It, it's more that I just didn't really like connect those specific dots. Mm. Um, 
I I liked the voiceover of like the main like guy that looks like he's big and important. Like not the dude you play, but like the guy up in the spaceship that's like, ah, I'm smart. And I'm yeah, baby. The the like I'm the leader guy. Yeah, that no, sends he, you on the mission. Yeah, he's got a very good. He's got like a a Looney Tunes bad alien type yeah. feel. And, yeah, and and again, I think they there's like there's just and this is the other thing too. Again. It's so nice how simple this game is. And I, I remember 2005 being having a lot of simpler games. It was a simpler time. Uh, and <laughs> How many times are we going to say that? Well, I just, I remember, <laughs> it's so great. Game. There's only two aliens in this thing. Like, it's destroy all humans, and there's really just two aliens in this there's whole just game. two aliens on a mission to yeah. destroy an entire planet. I mean, and I, I did like some of the, like, human, or some of the humor and stuff that's in there. Like, at some point, they say, like, when they're kind of explaining the backstory and they're like, yeah, we uh, the dropped basically like things happen while we were here destroying <laughs> the Martians sort of thing. And our, our DNA got mixed with human DNA. <laughs> we don't like, talk oh, about man. it, but it was a, yeah, quite the we don't rager. Talk about it, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's the humor. And this is the thing I, I, you know, going back to your original sort of thought when we kicked it off this conversation, that that warning at the beginning, I wonder I wonder if they were just trying to be funny or if, like you said, there is something in here. Like there's, there's some stuff, but I think it fits within the context of what they were, what they were doing with the comedy, right? Like there is. And maybe all that they were trying to do was um, put you in that headspace or like Mm -hmm. warn you about that context or, or give you some context and remind you like, Hey, we might word this differently. We might take some of these, like some of these jokes are really pushing the envelope and, and probably not what we would, what we would include mm-hmm. now. I like, I don't know, but yeah, there's some, anyways, like, there's like yokel stuff and you know, there's, yeah. the, there's the, the, well, there's the, like the bimbo, like, yeah. um, that's the like, um, pageant queen or whatever. Um, yeah, like there, yeah, there's local mayor. Um, yeah, there's some sports like, it is, it's very, it's very like, uh, stereotypical for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels now like some of the jokes are like, they did feel very dated, very old, very played out, very like, oh yeah, low hanging fruit, like going after the rednecks. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And, you know, like, so I can, I can kind of like see it, but it, I don't know. It just, it seems, seems kind of unnecessary, but uh, who knows? Maybe they were just, maybe it's something they tacked on at the last minute and they were just like, Hey, we should probably remind people because there's some stuff in here that we're not so proud of. But then like, again, going back, like if you're remaking the game and there's stuff in there that you're not proud of, change it. You made it. Change it. Well, <laughs> like, they actually <laughs> added a mission that was left on the cutting room floor, and I think I played it, and I would I kind of see why. <laughs> it, it, it was um. Yeah, could, so like if you're gonna add things, and if you're not gonna stick like exactly to the original experience, then that's your opportunity to update and make changes where you, the creator, deem it appropriate. So yeah, yeah I I mean maybe yeah whatever. Anyways, overall, it's not my favorite thing. I'm probably going to go back to it and and finish it off. But it was it was not really my favorite thing. It was a little bit of a letdown because it was one of the things that I was really looking forward to in a time where so, so many things are getting delayed. And we're going to talk about one of those delays uh, Mm. later on in the show. But um, yeah, it just it was something I was kind of looking forward to. It's also in this kind of lull in the summer that we have every year, but more so this year. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I was looking forward to it and it's kind of meh, but 
One thing I found that was not meh that was actually really surprising to me. And honestly, like this is the best like example I can think of in recent times of like get your game in the hands of big streamers. And that's all the advertising you need, because honestly, I was like, I thought it looked kind of cool when we first saw the um, like the trailers and stuff. It kind of piqued my interest. It has a lot of bright colors. So like, obviously I was down, but um, it very much like piqued my interest, but it was something that I didn't even like follow or anything else. And then all of a sudden in the past week, it's absolutely exploded on Twitch. Like all the people I normally watch for Sea of Thieves, for Hearthstone, for Dead by Daylight, like across all of these different types of games, Warcraft as well. Everyone, everyone is playing Fall Guys. And I was like, what is this? Like, I don't even remember this. And I think it's it's part partly that um, they put it out for free on PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, PlayStation Plus. I was like, I can't I literally can't remember the name of all the streaming services, but they put it out for free on PlayStation Plus. And it's, I think, only a $20 Canadian game if you do want to buy it on Steam. So it's very much like Rocket League vibes in that way. And so they put it out. It's in the hands of a lot of streamers. Like a lot of people are getting into it. And it's the kind of thing where I'm like, well, that looks kind of like, I don't know, lame, repetitive, like uh, why? And so I resisted playing it all the way until literally today and then normally i have something right after work that goes pretty much right up until we record gamers in but it was canceled today so i was like okay i've got a couple of hours you know what i didn't love destroy all humans what else can i play okay fine i'll try fall guys so i bought it on steam and i started playing and i was just like it has the like PUBG type feel to it and where like if you get eliminated you're like oh man i like i was so close like there was only you know i was the first person to get eliminated like there was you know 40 people went through to the next round and i was number 41 like i was so close just one more time just one more time very similar to hearthstone battlegrounds as well where it definitely has that like oh just one more match just one more match kind of thing it has that feeling and it's pretty addictive it's basically if you guys aren't sure what fall guys is is it's this um kind of like platforming battle royale except for there's some times where it puts you on a team and i think the team matches are probably my favorite maps because you get to do something and they split you into sometimes it's two, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's four, depending on um, like how many uh, players are left. And you do stuff like you have to grab the it's almost like flag football. You have to like grab the tail from the other team and whoever has the most tails at the end of the round wins or you have to like kick soccer ball like ginormous soccer balls much like rocket league (laughs) into the other team's net and stuff like it just it i don't know it's it's a it sounds really dumb i know it sounds really dumb and i'm not explaining it well but basically you uh you go through all of these challenges and there's i believe five rounds and you just keep going until you get eliminated and eventually there's one winner and you go through all of these different like platforming type challenges. And mm. uh, yeah, you can like 
There is collision, so you can, like, bump people off the map. You can, like, grab people and hold them back, and they have to try to, like, break free and stuff. So, like, there's um, interaction between you and the other people, so you have to, like, navigate the map, but everyone else is, like, all these other 60 little, like, bean guys are all also trying to navigate the map, so you're, like, bumping into each other, which, like, in a platformer <laughs> makes it like nearly impossible sometimes. And it's like, you can't just like stand back and wait because there's either, sometimes there's a timer on the round. Sometimes it's like you have to get to a certain point before the slime catches up with you. Um, sometimes it'll say, you know, 40 out of the 60 of you are going to make it through to the next round. Like whoever the 20 slowest people, the 20 people that don't finish like you guys are going to be eliminated. So there's very much like um, a push to be fastest, like a push to be first. So that kind of keeps everybody clumped up, which then keeps everybody bouncing off of each other, which adds an extra level of difficulty. And I think adds enough randomness that even though there are a pretty limited, I would say probably like 12 maps. If I had to guess, I don't exactly know, but just from like the um the pictures and my playthroughs and stuff i think there's probably about 12 different like activities 12 different maps you can play and uh it's repetitive but it's a lot more fun to play than to watch on stream and there are some streamers that play it that are freaking hilarious so I was like, I was watching it and I was like, okay, I, I was actually, I was watching Slissa, who's normally a Hearthstone streamer that I watch. She played a lot of Hearthstone today. And then she was like, okay, I'm going to play Fall Guys and it's going to be great. And <laughs> she was really funny and really entertaining when she was playing it. And I was just like, man, this looks like really, really boring. Like, I don't think that I would actually like to play this, but I'm going to try it anyways. And then I tried it and I was like, before I, like, it was literally like before I knew it. Like two and a half hours had gone by, and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> uh, I need to have dinner." <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a good sign. Like I remember yeah. Rocket League coming out and being, "Oh, this is a, the next big thing," being free on on PlayStation Plus. And I mean, I'm not going to pretend I, Rocket I, League was definitely doing it before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, but it feels like we haven't had one of those in a while. And with Fall Guys, it it seems like Sony really really snapped these these folks up or this game at least and put it out on PlayStation Plus and. It it feels very much like one of those games that is like, oh, we made this for the streamers, but everyone can really, uh, really get into it. Being a 60 player sort of puzzle platformer battle royale, you know, I watch it and it reminds me of those like obstacle course games like. Um, yeah, like um, like American Ninja Warrior and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. American Ninja Warrior. And and. It looks like a lot of fun, and I—I I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Okay, this is perfect." Extra life fodder, which which came up in chat as well. Mm -hmm. But I'm well, yeah, because uh, that's yeah. the one thing I haven't done yet is I haven't played with my friends. I just played solo today, and I'm not sure if playing with your friends would be um, better or worse because I'm not sure, like, if you queue in in a lobby, like when if you do make it through to the friend rounds or like the team rounds, if you and your friend would be like on the same team or not, I don't know. Because um, there could definitely be an advantage there. But yeah, like I say, I played solo today. So yeah, that would be my thing is is what happens when a bunch of people queue up and then someone falls out. 
like do you you can't queue as a team right you just queue as a group i don't know like i don't know yeah well yeah you queue as a group um and then you know most of the stuff is solo but then every once in a while you'll get a team thing and then i'm not sure how it works because any anytime i was well i was watching slissa and she was playing with her boyfriend today and um by the time it hit a team round, one or the other had been eliminated. So I'm like, I don't actually know how it works because they never made it to a team round together, which I thought was hilarious. Um, but yeah, and they also hide names now. I guess they were having a lot of problems with like either stream snipers or just like people getting in and then like recognizing like, oh, hey, there's Slissa. She's in my lobby. Like, let's screw with her. She might be streaming that sort of a thing so now everybody is just like fall guy random number <laughs> so yeah. yeah there's no like identifying names or anything in the game anymore which is like i guess kind of good kind of bad i don't know because it also again then makes it much harder to uh i guess you could like coordinate your outfits or something because that's there's tons of things that you can like grind and earn and stuff within game currency it's basically like I think you can also buy the currency. I didn't really look at it too closely, but um, you can definitely earn both of the types of currency just by doing well in the game. So you could like grind for cosmetics. So maybe if you and I played together, like we could both be unicorns with tutus and, you know, like <laughs> then look for the other unicorn in the crowd and, <laughs> you know, go from there and, and try to, to coordinate that way since you can't see you can't see names. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's really fun, though. I yeah. enjoyed it. Oh, it looks like a lot of fun. I can't wait to to jump in and play it later on when we uh, we can get a, a group of folks together. And it it very much looks like a great. It, it I don't I'm not a big shooting game type person, and I know all the battle royales have been sort of that function. You know, Apex and this new one from Ubisoft and and all that. And I just love the idea that they're applying that sort of idea to a different type of gameplay to a different genre it reminds me of splatoon to be yeah. honest like the, the colors and like because there's like goo that you fall in and stuff and like it just like obviously splatoon was still a, a shooter air quotes but like True. yeah but it's still like it's it's that kind of like colorful crazy fast fun sort of thing um yeah i don't know it's really fun it it's okay to watch on stream it's a lot more fun to play than it is to to just sit back and watch and and it's still a fun a fun game to watch on stream so depending on again like i think pretty much like everything it depends on the personality of the streamer but yeah it was super fun to to watch and and eventually play like i i was really surprised because i was like this looks repetitive and dumb but uh yeah then then i got stuck in the loop and i i couldn't stop playing so yeah Go, go and check it out. Like I mentioned, it is free. Uh, it's called Fall Guys. It's free on PlayStation Plus, or it's about 20 bucks if you're over in the Steam store. So go and check it out. And Ryan, you played something else this week as well. Um, you actually got into the Avengers beta, which I'm curious about because mm -hmm. I know this is one that we were kind of both on the fence about of whether we were, you know, excited or not. Or I know I personally was a little bit burnt out just on superhero stuff in general so so what did you think of this first um mission that they let you play in beta yeah um okay uh how do i, how do I say? Here's, <laughs> there's this this is what i was this is what i was afraid of i was afraid that this game would not be terrible uh how do i put it, it, it it's not <laughs> 
I don't, I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is I was, uh, I was concerned that it was either going to be really bad or really good, but what it ends up being is kind of in the middle. And I don't know if I want those experiences, you know, like I, I feel I, like you just don't want an Avengers game. Cause you're like, I'm afraid it'll be bad. And that's bad. I'm afraid it'll be really good. And that's bad. It ended up being somewhere in the middle. And I don't want that either. I, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> like that's what you just said. <laughs> yeah. I think what I was trying to say is basically I was, I was really worried it was going to be really bad. I'd be, stoked if it was really good it's not that. oh okay um, i thought you I were saying say. like if it's really good i'm gonna have to play it and that sucks <laughs> oh no i'm i'm on board for great marvel experiences and i mean i love spider-man for ps4 and i think that was the main reason i was kind of excited that crystal dynamics was working on an avengers game because i also loved rise of the tomb raider and if anyone can take an action adventure game and apply it to the avengers i felt like it was crystal dynamics but they're not making an action adventure game they're making a destiny type experience you know a a hero based destiny in the in the marvel sort of universe universe yeah and the thing is like i so i pre-ordered it maybe a year ago i think the year it was announced and i got my code and i i started playing and i my core issue with it is that in the single player campaign missions they give you a day which is very much the intro mission uh, and then they give you two hero missions, which kind of, you know, go into the story a little bit. Five years after A-Day, you're, you're experiencing a bit of what the story is going to be. And then after those missions, it kind of opens up with, you know, combat challenges and more strike, the stri- equivalent of a strike, but very much repeatable actions. Like, we need you to go to this area and, f- and disable the, the generators. And it starts with four Marvel heroes. In this case, the beta had uh, Iron Man, Black Eye, Black Eye, <laughs> Black Widow. Black Eye? <laughs> yeah, Black Eye. <laughs> I like, mean, well, he did kind of spend one movie just being beat up and not doing anything, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He did. Uh, but yeah, you had you had uh, Iron Man, uh, B- Black Widow, uh, Miss Marvel, and Hulk. And they all kind of queue in, and the missions just you you run towards a thing, you do the thing, great, you did the thing, gear pops up, and you go back to the helicarrier. That is the example of sort of the repeatable strikes that pop up, and there's it's all voice acted, and it's like, hey, we need you to do this because of that, and um, I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, but <laughs> gee, you think? <laughs> yeah, and it's just it it it's like okay, I I mean I like getting it. It felt like more that was the purpose of getting higher gear. And if you're controlling a character you love and the way the the combat works and you like the combat, then yeah, I guess that sounds great. But but honestly, the combat wasn't really clicking for me. Like it felt very much like a beat 'em up, you know, mash who square, you, mash square, and all who that did you stuff. play as? I played as all of them. I kind of tried them all. Oh, okay. Um, I felt like I will and say none this. of them really stood out the way that like Spider Man felt like Spider Man. Mm, I like Black Widow. I I feel like maybe I liked black widow the most because she hasn't been really done uh before like i've played hulk games i've played iron man sort of experiences miss marvel's another one i wonder one. if it's because like if you're saying it's it's very much feels like a beat up like i'm imagining that's essentially her power right like yeah she and, and she's kind of she's kind of a scrapper she's kind of a fighter right she's so. very much a scrapper she reminds me of uh catwoman in in the arkham games a little bit when you got to control mm. her and but 
you know the game the game doesn't do it any fa- itself any favors because a day is the intro mission it's very polished but it's very cinematic and you get these very bite-sized experiences with all the heroes including thor and captain america and that felt really cool but very sliced like it just it didn't feel like enough of a taste it was it was really just a a sampling very curated yeah and i was like okay that's interesting and then you get into the missions where you experience more of the action adventure stuff where you're learning more about the story and again this is beta but the game comes out in three weeks and you're controlling bruce banner walking and talking with miss with miss marvel kamala khan and your character feels kind of floaty, like he's not connecting with the ground, he's not interacting appropriately with, with the foliage and, and everything around him. It's just felt very placed in, like not polished in a way. But then you get to the combat. That's worrisome. <laughs> it's, it is, yeah. And I mean, you want that. That's why Spider-Man was so great, because it nailed the combat, it nailed the traversal, and then it just it felt very crafted. And, and I, that's what I want. I want this crafted story and gameplay and experience and i think they put a lot of effort into making these heroes unique and control differently and and uh comp make their combat moves feel different but they i I don't get the sense that the experience of the story and uh the single player missions the missions the, the the real meat that we want in an avengers game is not there or at least wasn't their focus for the beta so mm-hmm. What I will say is play the beta to test out the combat. There's going to be an open beta in two weeks for for a weekend. It runs from 9 p.m. Friday to 9 p.m. Sunday. And I think that's a good chance for you to to get a taste of the combat because I feel like if you find a character you really like to control, and I liked Black Widow in the sense that she felt different, like she was more hand-to-hand, and if you you were punching with Square, you were doing just more normal moves. And if you used Triangle, I was playing on the PlayStation, um you use more of her electrical stun moves with her baton uh and then there's like she has her grappling hook which you can grapple to any enemy within range you're kind of zipping around very batman-esque and it just i i felt like there's there's more to these characters in terms of combat and they put a lot of effort into crafting that combat so in the beta as i was playing very early on it felt like this is pretty repetitive and i don't think the combat is that good you know i still want to experience story and progression through missions not just i'm going to do this challenge over and over again to get better gear so Mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to necessarily put that at the fault of the game it could just be the way the beta is structured um right now where i'm sitting is i successfully i mean we we discussed it last week croft and i but i successfully switched my pre-order from xbox one to ps4 for spider-man reasons um and uh and kept my pre-order you know uh discount that i got like a year ago through some sale so i was really happy about that because i felt like okay that's one problem solved it it feels shitty to reward that behavior in terms of exclusive content but it is what it is um and but I, i have to wait for reviews before i take that shrink wrap off because i think they at the end of the day this feels very much like an experience at what could be at launch in between anthem and destiny you know destiny Mm. being the the bar they're aiming for and no one's been able to actually hit that destiny bar for some reason destiny i think they did it first uh well i shouldn't say that i know warframe is pretty popular but um 
in my example and experience i'm using destiny and then at the bottom rung you've got anthem and the way that launched and i think maybe avengers is kind of hitting in the middle and i don't know if it's because of the marvelness of it or because the combat actually feels great like i i kind of was going back and forth on it like i don't know like is the combat really that great am i having fun I'm enjoying the story. I like the idea of the end. I think if you you have to like stop and think and ask yourself if you're having fun, you're probably not (laughs) having fun because it sounds very, very similar to like my experience with like destroy all humans versus fall guys. It's like I was really forcing myself to play and I was like, okay, I can see where the fun here is supposed to be like, okay, I guess this is all right. I'm going to keep trying and versus fall guys where I was like, oh, my God, where did my two and a half hours go? Mm You know, like those, if you have to stop yourself and ask, are you having fun? You're probably not. <laughs> well, and, and I, and I agree You're with just you. being entertained by, by, I think the, the Marvelness and the Avengers story yeah. of it all. If I had to guess. I loved the missions, but as soon as the missions were done, and I think this is where I, it could be the betaness of it and why I want to wait for you to understand exactly how much content is in there that I'm going to like, which is, which, which are the campaign missions. Those were fun because you were progressing story. You were getting those interactions. You were seeing where things are going. The whole idea is you're reassembling the Avengers after this catastrophic event that splits them up. I like that idea. I want to experience that story. What I'm not interested in is doing the checklist stuff to get more gear and destroying the ventilators for the 16th time to try to get the purple instead of the orange or whatever. Um, That's not what that's not the type of game I want to play. I know people want to play that game and they're going to get it with this, but it's just not where I'm at right now. Maybe not your jam. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Not everything has to be everybody's jam. Mm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so um, overall, still kind of a wait and see, but Avengers is coming out in in just a couple of weeks. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. Uh, That brings us to the news portion of the show. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Apple because Apple has blocked Project xCloud on iOS, which, if you guys don't remember, is Microsoft's like game streaming um, Xbox service, basically, which I actually did get a chance to try. Oh, it would have been back in like February or March because I was still in the office. I actually tried it on a friend's phone because I didn't have um, or I guess it was on Android. Anyways, he Mm. had the opposite kind of phone that I had and I tried Dead by Daylight and it actually worked really well and I was impressed. But uh, Apple's like, oh, hell no. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a couple of potential problems with this. Yeah, it's uh, we talked a bit about this pre-show in that Apple blocking this and the reason they're blocking it and saying that, hey, we we strive ourselves to to review every app and game that is on um, on the the app App store. Store. And. It it feels like boilerplate. It feels like they didn't get the guy who should have answered the press request, right? Like it feels, like, <laughs> and and maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I mean, I don't think they they say a name in this article, but really, like you were opening yourselves up for uh, what was an anti competition sort of lawsuit, and I and I think Microsoft is fighting this because clearly they are, yeah, yeah and and happy. I think that. The reason that Apple gave is basically like, hey, we are, you know, a very curated experience and our issue with xCloud is that you can basically play whatever you want. Uh, You can play content that is not 
actually rated by Apple, to which Microsoft basically responded, well, yeah, but it's rated by the ESRB, like every game. So mm. <laughs> like, what's the, what's the problem? Um, just give us like T for teen or whatever on your, uh, on your app store and go from there or say, you know, the, the disclaimer that is on like every video game since the internet was a thing is just like, you know, online interactions are not rated. Like yeah. <laughs> there you're done. You did it. It seems like a cop out excuse basically when what it really looks like to me is that Apple just doesn't want this huge Microsoft product in their store and that makes me wonder if there it's because like everyone seems to be dipping their toes into this idea of like game streaming stuff like google has a service microsoft has a service like is apple also developing some kind of something that will pull some of these games in and they don't want you know, Microsoft to be on their platform when they do actually launch like Apple game streaming. Yeah. Well, I, I think it, you already have a, a service that Apple offers, which is Apple Arcade and xCloud is the gateway to that's Game Pass. That's a little bit, that's a little bit different though, because mm -hmm. like we're talking about with xCloud, you're streaming basically anything your console can play. You're basically streaming your console to your phone, right? So well, there's a really... No, yeah, well, you're not. I mean, Project X Cloud is uh, you're streaming from Microsoft servers. You're not. You're not using right. Your yeah, Xbox. yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. using your own personal Xbox. But no. you can play. If you can play it on your Xbox, you can play it on your phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see that point. That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, there's a big difference between like playing mobile games that are in Apple Arcade and in, in the Apple Store right now versus playing like AAA titles made for PC and console. Like those are those are different experiences. And my point is that if they're trying to block Microsoft from being on their platform, maybe it's because they're making their own thing that's going to somehow work with like Mac games. If those are a thing, I don't own a Mac. So <laughs> I know that's something everyone always complains about when they're a Mac owner is like, oh, I'd love to play insert this game here. Like, I feel like, I feel like it was even a Blizzard, like Overwatch or something. You couldn't play on Max for like forever. No, you still can't. Um, oh, you still can't. No, okay, they, well, there they, you go. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think the the core issue here is like, if let's say if Apple was to, to set up their own streaming, let's say they take Apple Arcade and say, hey, now you can stream Apple Arcade games. Um, you know, higher well, yeah, fidelity but I, versions. Like, what I'm talking about is like a bigger ecosystem than that. You know, like if they're aiming yeah. bigger, if they're trying to bring like a PC gaming experience or a Mac gaming experience over to iOS, like via their own infrastructure, then maybe that's why they're blocking Microsoft, which, you know, on one issue. hand is like, well, see, and this is kind of where I start to struggle because like, the it's so interesting because phones are so ubiquitous, right? Like everybody has one. Everyone has a smartphone of, of one kind or another. Mm -hmm. So we don't really think of them as platforms like we do on consoles. But like you would never expect like the um, Xbox anything to be on PlayStation, right? Like there's an Xbox ecosystem and a PlayStation ecosystem and the, never the twain shall meet. And this doesn't necessarily cause anybody any issues, 
But as soon as Apple says, well, this is our platform, we're like, whoa, whoa, that's not very nice. Like, why aren't you playing well with other companies? And it's like, well, it is still their platform. They don't have to allow other companies on it. It's just we're so used to like, I mean, I I don't use any like Apple anything for on my on my iPhone. Like even my email is my Gmail accounts, right? Like my Google stuff plays well on my Apple device because they've kind of like made that concession and been like, yeah, okay, Androids are a thing. But if we say you can't use Gmail on an iPhone, like (laughs) that's going to be a big sticking point for a lot of people. So they kind of like do the weigh the pros and cons. And here they're just like, well, you know what? No, we we want to do our own gaming thing or we don't want like I, I admit the excuse that they gave is super flimsy. And I would rather that they just came out and said like the real reason, because I don't think that rating the app is the real reason. I yeah. feel like that's very much like a, a smokescreen cop out. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're just trying to kind of like protect their ecosystem while they work on something bigger. I- I, I've never actually, it's funny, I've I've never even considered the the argument you made in, in the sense that like, oh, well, this is standard procedure with PlayStation, Nintendo, and, and Xbox, right? Like, they are ecosystems, and they don't cross the streams at all, if... if yeah, like, you can't often. get, like, a, the PlayStation Plus app on your Xbox. No, and everyone's <laughs> fine. They accept that. That is hardware, yeah. and, and I think, um, I wonder, I wonder if smartphone, like... There's other options. You go to like if you really want XCloud on your phone, I guess you're gonna have to go to 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 Android until to Microsoft Android, yeah. and Apple come come to an agreement. This is or Windows Phone is Windows Phone still a thing? No, they stopped that okay. as well. <laughs> Windows, you know, Microsoft's not as bad as Google in dropping products, but they are pretty good at it. They're like a close second. <laughs> Amazon comes in third, but I think. I think when you look at this story, Microsoft obviously wants xCloud on iOS and they are going to have discussions with Apple. Um, there are people who agree with Microsoft, like Epic Games and Google, of course, with Stadia. And I mean, you look at it, there's a little bit of hypocrisy here, you know, in that Apple has its own TV streaming service with right. Apple TV Plus, yet Netflix, Crave, Amazon Prime Video, it's all on there. And they don't use the same excuse. For some reason, they they send they tend to treat gaming differently. Um, in in that I know it's interactive, but like it's it's just it's weird. I I, I mean I I agree with you. I wonder if they are just probably walking right up to that line of saying we don't want you here because it well X Cloud you're playing Xbox Series X games on your phone. It's going to blow any game out of the water that Apple can run natively on their device. So that is the core issue here that Apple's probably trying to fend off as long as possible. Um, Do I think xCloud is never going to be on iOS? No, I think it'll be there eventually, but there's going to be some deals that work out. Yeah, there's going to be some hoops for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally tonight, uh, we've also, like I mentioned uh, early on in the show, we have had another delay. 2020 strikes again. Uh, Halo Infinite has been delayed to 2021, which is really interesting because yeah. like Xbox Series X is now launching like with is there are there any like first party games no. that are launching with the series x like this is it it's crazy this was, this, this was this the was, one this was the thing right this was the flagship uh flagship 
title. Yeah. And when this news launched, I kind of went back and forth because I know what we've been talking about since December of last year is that Microsoft is doing something differently this generation. They're focusing on Game Pass. They're focusing on services. They want you to play their games where you're comfortable within reason, you know, not on a PlayStation device, but on a PC (laughs) or an Xbox platform. And but again, like that only works for so many consumers. You need to have at least one foot in the old ways of a traditional console launch. And I thought, and that's where I felt Halo Infinite was such a smart path forward. Like if you want to play the new Halo game on the best platform, you can get an Xbox Series X or a beefed up computer. But really for most consumers, the Xbox Series X was the, was the best choice. Mm-hmm. And that's where I like their one foot in their one foot in the traditional side and one foot in their new path forward and it worked but with with halo infinite removed from the equation you're you're basically launching a box this holiday that's going to play stuff yeah but it's not going to it's not going to play your stuff yeah it's not going to compare <laughs> to what playstation is offering it, it's um i feel i'm glad halo infinite's being delayed because i think it needs work and and we saw that and they they were like, yeah, rightfully so. We need to do some we need to do some polishing on it to make it run and look better on Xbox Series X hardware at the very least. But I also feel for this new console, and I'm kind of I'm kind of like, ah oh, man, it sucks. I don't want Sony to run away with it, right? I I kind of want I want competition because I don't like cocky Sony. I d- I didn't like <laughs> cocky Microsoft either when it came to the yeah. Xbox 360. I want them. To kind of be, I want them to be competing, and uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. Not have holiday. either, not have either one of them actually winning. And you know, honestly, I was super stoked for Microsoft to be doing something good and something cool because I wasn't really going to buy a, a Sony console day one because I was like, I'm I'm waiting for the Horizon Zero Dawn, um, like collector's edition or whatever. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I was hoping for. That's what I was looking for. And I mean, now I guess I just don't buy anything this holiday, but then that that feels like a huge, like, that'll be like the first time in generations that I won't be buying something like day of launch, like one, one or the other for, for a while it was Xbox, then it was PlayStation. And, you know, like this, this time I was, you know, really on the Xbox train and I don't, not even that I was going to play infinite, but it just, it feels like the herald of like we're releasing before we're ready you know like it's mm-hmm. it's the canary in the coal mine <laughs> yeah i mean i think a, a console launch needs launch titles and a console launch needs a solid launch window and we don't have either of those things with microsoft and it's it's almost like i'm sitting here and i'm like what are you guys doing because there wasn't last year was not microsoft's year and it was solely you know, just saying, oh, well, they're building up steam for the Xbox Series X and they have all these studios that they've acquired. And really, it just felt like there wasn't a lot of first party steam last year. And, and now we're seeing it again this year. I'm I'm a little I'm not worried. I mean, we we talked a bit about this in Discord. I'm not worried about Microsoft. I mean, they have they mm-hmm. have Windows still. They'll be fine. I don't think they're going to kill Xbox as a platform anytime soon because they've invested so much in Game Pass. But I just I can't I can't ignore the fact that like you, we're going to come to these holidays and be like, I'm not buying either of these boxes at launch. And it feels, you know, a it mix between so weird, weird and wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I should be sitting here making a list of reasons why I need to buy a $500, you know, another $500 box, you know, to play video games on to, to go into the other room. Be like, All right, Ashley, here's, here's what we're going to do here. We're going to, we're going to put this money here. We're going to put that money there. And we're going to, we're going to play a higher resolution Assassin's Creed game. Are you with me? Uh, <laughs> no, no, we're not. Um, so I, and then, you know, you see, I think 20 minutes later, they put a, a news story out um, on the Xbox Wire where they basically say Xbox Series X launches this November with thousands of games spanning four generations. And I mean, they are literally putting this box up as a, hey, this is a this is essentially a console PC. You're going to be able to play thousands of games at launch, not new games. Maybe some new games, but not first-party games. And I think mm -hmm. that's the reason you buy, for me, anyways, that's the reason you buy the box is, is for first-party stuff. So, yeah, it's just a little uh, deflating, a little bit, you know? Oh, oh, I know. I'm, I am definitely on board with that. Like, again, even though I, I wasn't planning on playing it anyway, it's just one of those things where it's like, man, this is just not, not looking so hot for them. And it makes me kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, rough launches are not great. I mean, Xbox One had a, a fairly rough launch, and that I waited to buy the Xbox One until Halo came out. Mm -hmm. So, but that was when Halo was exclusive to to the console. And I know, I know that if someone, so here's the thing for folks, do who you work, actually think that you're gonna are you gonna play it on PC? Is that a is that a real consideration for you right now for Halo Infinite? Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm probably gonna play it on my PC or my Xbox One X. I mean, if it if I played it there or reviews were that this is a great Halo experience, but it runs like shit on the Xbox One X <laughs> and my PC isn't up to par, like the isn't cheaper to, yeah. option is to buy an Xbox Series X. Um, but yeah, I, I think my current path was to play I it. I guess we don't even really know what what is going to be a cheaper option, right? We don't no. we still don't have official prices. We don't have prices across the board. I think yeah. I think my current thought process and probably still is is that there's still a chance that i might look into buying a ps5 at launch but mm -hmm. i don't know if spider-man's enough and i have friends that are convinced it's going to come on ps4 and i'm not so sure about that with the way sony's been talking although if they did put it on ps4 they'd 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 still be fine because again microsoft's got nothing to counter a new spider-man game and that's that's a big deal from a traditional console launch I, and i know for folks who who are pre-ordering the Xbox Series X and and they're excited to get this new piece of tech, yeah, there's going to be stuff you're going to be able to play at launch. I think playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs Legion um, at Xbox Series X standards, like that'll be that'll be great. But again, um, and I know there's a large contingent of folks that that need that next gen console because their 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 old box is just sold. But I'm yeah. I don't know. It's so weird seeing this and I, I get it. I understand why they why they delayed it. But uh yeah, it just feels wrong. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I uh, I don't know, guys, we'll have to kind of keep our eyes open for the news in the coming weeks and see how everything goes. I'm I'm hoping that this isn't like the first of many major delays on our launch consoles. Like, I mean, it sounds like their hardware is ready to go, but maybe their software is lagging way behind. So we'll just kind of have to uh, to cross our fingers and, and hope that we're actually getting getting some consoles with some stuff to play on them uh, yeah. come November, December. 
um yeah i don't know i'm 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 a little worried now <laughs> yeah well me too i'm i mean what happens when third-party games start slipping because again like ubisoft doesn't have a console to launch so if assassin's creed valhalla cyberpunk goes i don't even want to say these things out loud people are going to be blaming me for them being <laughs> delayed right. so uh, i apologize in advance if that happens but uh i think i think them going forward and saying this is happening in november um is an interesting strategy in that, that i think they have forced playstation to be like oh they they blinked first they've confirmed november we can't delay our hardware because you can mm-hmm. kind of see them saying like, well, maybe we push the hardware to, to March, but that isn't even an option on the table anymore. Yeah. Um, even though if PlayStation... Which I'm can, surprised. You know. I really thought that like, uh, well, I guess that they were waiting for the other one to flinch sort of thing and then no one did. So Microsoft is like, all right, fine. We'll just put it out in November. What do you think about that, Sony? <laughs> and <laughs> Sony was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah, well, we still don't have price. I, I re- yeah. There's talk that xbox series x is gonna come under the playstation 5 and that's why sony is they're waiting because microsoft's like yeah we can do this for less sony has more proprietary and expensive hardware in their box but um i i honestly i don't know enough about the tech to to kind of speak further to that but i know that when they announce their prices that's that's the last piece of the puzzle that consumers need to kind of figure out what they're doing i mean it is about Mm -hmm. the games Microsoft has put forward like what's coming in probably the next three years. So there is that idea of like, if I buy this box now and I play content at a higher fidelity on it until I get Halo, until I get Fable, I'll be happy. It's like the, you know, your our equation for Horizon 2. Like if we bought a PlayStation 5 at launch, we're happy because we know we're going to enjoy Horizon 2, right? And we know that game's coming eventually. So I, yeah, it's a weird year. Um, but man, when when outside of Breath of the Wild, when do when do consoles actually launch with solid launch titles? And I know Breath of the Wild is a weird example to use with, with us too. <laughs> with me. <laughs> um, but like really, like I'm trying to think back to the PS4. Like I bought it at launch, but what was it that made me buy it at launch? Was it can't even remember what game that came with it that was just so that pushed me over the edge. Now I can't remember. Maybe <laughs> was it Watch Dogs? I can't remember. I don't think it was that. Yeah. Anyway, so so long ago, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, so yeah, like I said, we'll we'll keep our eyes on what's coming. We'll let you guys know if anything else crazy gets delayed. But uh, as of right now, their kind of flagship title for Xbox Series X is is not coming until 2021. So uh, keep your eyes peeled, and uh, as soon as we know prices, we'll tell you that too because I'm sure that's going to be a huge conversation. So uh, if you'd like to join in the conversation. You can do so over on our Discord by going to bit.ly slash TGI Discord. If you'd like to email the show and ask us a question, you can do so at info at gamersinpodcast.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Plays, Ryan is at R. Murphy, and don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.